0: Welcome to the Crypto Altruism Podcast, the podcast dedicated to elevating the stories of those using blockchain, cryptocurrency, and Web3 for good. I'm your host, Drew Simon from CryptoAltruism.org. Now, before we get started, a quick disclaimer. While we may discuss specific projects or cryptocurrencies on this podcast, please do not take any of this as investment advice, and please make sure to do your own research on any potential investment opportunities. So, without further ado, let's get started. Welcome, and thank you so much for listening in. For today's episode, I'm so excited to welcome Johnny Utah the founder of Favorite, a Web3 organization whose mission is to financially empower under-resourced communities and causes with art, cryptocurrency, and NFTs. Favorite is driven by the collective desire to affect positive social change through financial inclusion and empowerment. In this episode, we discuss their inaugural NFT project, Kindred Hearts, and how NFTs and Web3 can drive financial inclusion and social change and build stronger communities. Our guest today, Johnny Utah, founded Favorite in 2021 with the mission to use Web3 to make the world a better place. Johnny's professional background is in enterprise software security, and his passion is around the crypto and NFT markets. He led the launch of the Kindred Hearts Art Collectible Project in March 2022, with plans to drive value for holders while making an impact in real life. So without further ado, let's welcome Johnny. Okay, Johnny, thank you so much for coming on the Crypto Altruism Podcast today.
1: Uh, Drew, man, thanks for having me. Excited to be here.
0: Yeah, no, my pleasure. I've been following Favorite and Kindred Hearts for quite some time now, and I'm so excited to learn about that. Uh, but before we get there, I'm really excited to learn about you and how you got into this space. So, what was your aha moment that got you interested in Web three?
1: Yeah, sure. I, I, um, you know, I think back of, of when it happened, and, and after dismissing Bitcoin in 2016, and. And even in early 2017, I, I had a couple of uh, very close friends that said, hey, you should really dig deeper into Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until the summer of 2017 when a friend said, hey, you you should go check out YouTube and just go watch blockchain videos. Mm-hmm. And so that to me was was uh, one weekend I actually started watching and I couldn't stop <laughs> and then I couldn't sleep. And it, mm-hmm. was, it was a weekend of just like, oh my gosh, I'm so late for crypto Mm -hmm. And that's when I made my first purchase in in Ethereum, first purchase in Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, that was my, my, wow, let's get, let's get rolling with this.
0: Yeah, no, fair enough. And I think that I've heard a very similar story from a lot of folks, right? It's not like, oh, you know, I gradually got into the space over, you know, a couple of years, kind of learning slowly. It's always like, it just happened like really quickly, right? Um, You just fall down the rabbit hole, so to speak, kind of almost overnight or over a weekend. And then all of a sudden you're, you're hooked and it's hard to kind of not, dig deeper and want to learn more so yeah that's i can certainly identify with that so let's talk now about favorite uh the organization behind the kindred hearts nft project um so to start things off tell me a little bit about favorite and how it all got started
1: yeah thanks i think the best way to to, to, for me to frame favorite is just what happened right Mm -hmm. And, and for for me and our family it was COVID happened and and So my job didn't change. My wife's job didn't change. Uh, we ate well, our kids, uh, we bought kids, our kids computers and and that whole experience was was it was actually pretty good for our family. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you remember back at, at at the start of COVID, Mm -hmm. you know, the restaurants were shut down, service industry was hit really hard. And, uh, you know, that was the moment I said, Hey, you know, what can we do more to get back? And, Mm -hmm. and, while wow, I I donated one hundred and fifty dollars to my local food bank, I said, "Hey, there's got to be a better better way to make more impact."
0: That's cool, and that led to favorite. That's awesome. And so, something I'm really interested here about is the name favorite um, and how that all came about. Because for those listening, uh, it's not spelt as you think it's spelt. It's spelt F A V R I T. Um, so, tell me a little bit about the origin of the name favorite.
1: Yeah, I appreciate you asking the question, and it. it it, um, I think it starts before COVID. I used to travel a lot for work, and, and mm-hmm. in some cases, we travel internationally. On one particular long trip, I came home, and um, my daughter had, had created a poster. And um, on the porch, it's actually in my office. And I'll share it with you in a moment. But mm-hmm. it says, "Hey, welcome back, Dad. I missed you so much. I love you from your favorite child." Mm-hmm. So I've had this poster on my desk for, for you know. Three, four years—I guess it's four or five years—at this point, point. Uh, and I uh, always felt like I was like, "Wow, if I were ever to do anything with a brand, it um, would be something I could use."
0: Yeah, I love that because I think that we need more of that personal element in Web three. You know, bringing these personal elements into the space, being yourself, celebrating yourself and your family—I think is just so important uh, in a space where uh, there's a lot of kind of you know unknowns and uncertainty. So I appreciate you bringing that human element to it. So I love that story, um, and so when it comes to favorite i know that your first uh, nft project is kindred hearts so tell me a little bit about that what is kindred hearts how did it all come about
1: yeah so so you know i i, I just want to kind of take a step back and that is mm-hmm. that is like when covid happened and, and really kind of set the mission i really spent a lot of time brainstorming on on ideas and mm-hmm. you know what could what could what could i personally do what could i build in this space and so uh, i had spent the summer of 2020 with in, in defi um, towards the end of end of end of end of uh, you know August um, uh, in September with DeFi yield farming and really just digging into space and I was like wow what what if I could create a, a marketplace or or some other way to really drive impact where you could even gamify the giving process mm-hmm. and so that really started this evolution of of, of sharing with um, a few dozen folks on hey here's a concept that I have. And it really came down to to made a, finally made a decision in, in June of 21 and saying, hey, look, I need to really start start a little bit smaller and let's start with an MVP. And that MVP is can you build a, a community of good and and and, and real impact uh, first? And so when I discovered NFTs in early 21, uh, I really loved the model and I said, hey, hey, this is a way that we can build something bigger. And so you know, that kicked off the evolution of, of, you know, getting favorites started. And, um, you know, that led to, to just an amazing group of, uh, teammates who've helped me build the team, build, build one brick. We say brick by brick, uh, mm-hmm. one at a time. And, and, uh, you know, that set the foundation for, you know, kicking off our project.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And so, uh, when it comes to kindred hearts, you've, um, you know, obviously by the name use the, the heart is the symbol behind, behind it. And, I understand that there's also different layers in each Kindred Heart card or NFT. So tell me a little bit about that and the, the why you chose the heart symbol and, and these different layers.
1: Yeah, it was pretty fun when when uh, my original designer of, of the favorite logo came back. She said, oh, I've got this. This is, this is easy for me. So the heart is the universal symbol for, for giving, and mm-hmm. so obviously the universal symbol for love. And so um, when we, when I presented the concept to the creative team, it was, hey, let's let's build let's build a project, and art collectible around the hearts. Mm-hmm. And and even back in early 21, I or August 21, I felt like there were too many PFPs. Mm-hmm. Clearly I was wrong because <laughs> there were there there've been a thousand more since, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the concepts still remain the same. So they said, Hey, we're gonna build this foundation um, uh, project and the Genesis project will be will be based on hearts. And so um, you know, I, I get credit for maybe the idea, but, but really mm-hmm. bringing the life of, of the concept together with the creative team. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, Be Creative uh, and uh, Jeannie and Shannon Penn are the, the co-creative directors
0: of the project. Okay, cool. So I understand that there are 50 artists that are part of this project that have each contributed something to the Kindred Hearts NFT. So tell me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, thanks, Drew. Yeah, there are 50, 50 artists, and it was curated by our co-creative directors, mm-hmm. uh, Be Creative and Janine Shannon and Penn. And and the concept was to bring these artists together to have, to share their form uh, and vision of, of what it means uh, for the heart. And so mm-hmm. they contributed either a heart, a charm, um, or a background. And so uh, in creating a generative project, you've got this mashup and collaboration between mm-hmm. 50 artists who may never have actually uh, do any do any specific artwork together mm. and so you know that that created this uh really excitement of building the project and so um we we're also fortunate to have 21 ones in the collection uh, many well-known artists in the space including gabe weiss uh our jedi and others uh who contributed and some who who, who are re- actually relatively new to nfts like david mm. garibaldi and uh, ryan mccann uh, both created some really Really cool, special one of one pieces for the collection. So, uh, really came together super,
0: super well. That's awesome. I love that. And and I think there's something really special too about bringing together like a community of artists, right? It's not just about, um, you know, it's it's really it's it's celebrating the collective and and having everyone contribute something special to this movement. It's not just you know one person designing everything, right? I think that there's something really cool and special about that. And so, that's great. And you know, obviously behind me. The NFTs themselves and the beautiful artwork. Uh, there's also a social impact mission to it, And that I understand that you're contributing 20% of mint sales and uh, 3% of recurring sales uh, to community causes. So tell me about this and some of the causes that you're supporting.
1: Yeah, I I think it's important just to kind of level set on, on how we how we came up with the mm-hmm. process and flow and how do you build this for the long haul, right? We built yeah. we're we are building for uh, we're building a business. You when you we create an NFT project, you you are You've got to take into account all the things that that, that uh, um, are, are, should be incorporated, whether it's mm-hmm. you know, paying your taxes, to how you're going to you know donate,'re going to track, track your organization, to obviously compensating people. So mm-hmm. um, we spent a lot of time just developing that strategy. And so Kelsey Driscoll um, who is with Upring, she is also a, a management consultant, helped us develop our, our charity strategy. And so what we did was we said, Hey, let's set a one year, one year strategy and uh, let's set, set some goals that we, we think are achievable. And so uh, our, our, our top goals are raise $1.5 million on board 10 nonprofits, and then also create an onboarding process uh, for nonprofits. And so, um, you know, we felt that that's achievable and, and we collaborated with the team to really develop the goals. And so that wasn't, that was most important. And so, um, you know, we we believe 20% is the right number. Uh, it really shows kind of what we're signaling to the market that we are about mm-hmm. giving back. And uh, we actually already donated $40,000 with the Giving Block match to three organizations. And nice. so, you know, as you know, Drew, there's a lot of virtue signaling in the space. You know, projects will say, oh, I'll donate 1% or 5% right. to nonprofits. And, and, and we really wanted to keep it core to like, like, look, we're creating a culture of giving foundational to who we are. And, uh, you know, we're going to stay true to that.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. That's great. And you mentioned in there that, you know, the focus has really been on building for the long haul, which I think is great because there's a lot of NFT projects that are you know, more focused on the kind of immediate short term kind of uh, and capitalizing on momentum in the market and those sorts of things where you're really looking on building a project with longevity. So let's talk about that. What do you see as the long term vision for Favorite and you know, Kindred Hearts? Where do you see this all a few years down the road?
1: Yeah. So a few important things about just the market in general, right? The, the market is, is it, things change so quickly, right? You have to mm-hmm. be able to adapt and pivot to market conditions, but you also can't, can't lose your North star, right? And, and focus mm-hmm. on, Hey, how do you kind of stay true to your missions, through your vision and really focus on building this kind of social, social good community. So that's at the core of our, our MVP. And so with that, that in mind, it's like, how do you attract those people? So, um we spent a lot of time is, is you know trying to trying to at least build this foundation in a way that we're gonna track holders, we're not gonna track flippers, we're tracking people who are mission and value aligned. And I think value alignment is really important. Um,
0: yeah.
1: because they're they're here they'll be here for the right reason. And that's gonna shape how we develop our partner strategy, who we work with and what organizations we intend to support. So um, I think all of these things kind of you take take them all together. Um, mm-hmm. But in the end, it's all about attracting the right people. And if you can build this right, I think you can build an amazing portfolio of services or solutions or a mm-hmm. marketplace, or you can even look at it, uh, uh, the token economies, right? Does it make mm-hmm. sense to create a token economy? We haven't made any of these decisions, but they're all possibilities. Yeah. So we can drive value back to our community, drive value back to our holders, and then drive value to nonprofits. Then we can show a model that that'll really resonate with with uh, you know fellow you know fellow friends, community in the Web three world. So it's all about attracting the right people.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, and that's a good first step. And there's a lot of good people in this space. Uh, with so much talent, and that's what I found too. Is like, you know, in this space, you have people from all walks of life, all backgrounds, all sectors. Um, you know, you you look at any given project and. It's not like these are folks that started their careers in Web three, right? They were maybe accountants or lawyers or devs or scientists, and then kind yeah. of all ended up in this space. And uh, so it's such a talented community. I think you're taking the right step to really focus on building a strong team. Is the is the first step to to drive that long term success? So I want to take a bit of a step back now here and talk more broad strokes about NFTs and crypto and financial inclusion. I'm going to share a quote from the from your website from favorite. Uh, it's your mission, and it's to financially empower under-resourced communities and causes with art, cryptocurrency, and, and NFTs, and that you're driven by our collect- the collective desire to affect positive social change through financial inclusion and empowerment. So tell me a little bit about the connections you see between uh, NFTs and, and, and crypto and how that can drive greater financial inclusion.
1: Yeah, so, so I, there, there are a lot of ways to talk about this and like, mm-hmm. what are the outcomes, right? Um, and how do you create meaningful impact in in a community? Um, and I guess one way to share this is just how I'd highlight Meeting Street Schools in the the town I live in in Charleston, South Carolina. And, it, it, and Meeting Street is a is essentially a private school in an under-resourced community mm-hmm. that's for for K through sixth grade. And so the idea is, if you deliver um, a private school like education to to a child who's not as privileged as as uh, somebody in a different part of the part of town. That they could they could do just as well uh, as as a, as a child in a in a private school, and so for me that was um, that's an important important feel like hey can I can I make it make impact in a community and make a difference in somebody's life, mm-hmm. so and even at at a you know a young age if you can share and and, and teach kids about um, creating art in the blockchain creating. that that, that you don't have to necessarily be a doctor or lawyer to make, to make a living, right. You can, you can, there are other opportunities and can you build a dream? And Mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons I love uh, Micah Johnson's Acre Dreams, Acre Dreams project. It's because uh, he's building world dreams, right. Mm -hmm. Teach people to dream bigger. And so if you can make an impact in the kid's life, you know, that's going to affect future generations. So um, that really shapes how I think about um, the economy and what's happening uh, and, you know, when the government started printing, you know, trillions of dollars, what did that, what that was going to do to our dollar and, and inflation? And that's really the world we're in today. And if we don't do, um, our part to help, um, you know, level this playing field in some way, um, it's going to be big problems for all of us, right? So everybody needs to do their part to contribute. We need to, to, to share our, what we're learning today with, with the younger generations and, and, and just, you know, it's not about the cash grab. It's ultimately about how can we all all, all live a better life, and um, obviously um, people have to make money and teach people how to how to how to build a business.
0: Great. Well, well, thank you for sharing that. And I, I love that analogy around the, the private school, you know, and that it's not a, a matter of, of talent or anything like that, or or the ability to do something or the will to do. It's just um. A matter of access to equitable tools whether it's education or financial tools and so i love that analogy because yeah if we can create these financial services that are decentralized and accessible to everyone uh, and give them the same opportunities uh, i think we'll see amazing results and i'm sure they've seen some really interesting results with that private school analogy you used so that's great so we've we've discussed so much here and i've really enjoyed the conversation and learning about favorite and kindred hearts um, so for those that are listening that want to learn more or uh, get involved or support the project? What's the best way to do so?
1: So, so I think the, 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 the best ways are, are follow us on Twitter at, mm-hmm. at kindredhearts.io. Um, we, have, we have roughly about 3000 followers today. You're welcome to follow uh, our, our Discord from there or even mm-hmm. if you prefer an old school, you know, visit our website at favorite.io or kindredhearts.io. Uh, both, both get us to the, the, the same community. And then Mm -hmm. even if you'd like to email us, email us at uh, info at Mm favorite.io.
0: Perfect. Great. And so uh, to wrap things up, uh, and and thank you again, and of course, all those uh, links will be in the show notes. Uh, And to wrap things up for today, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that. If you you could name one thing that excites you most about the social impact potential of Web3, what would it be and why?
1: Yeah, I... um, I'd start with it, it's really what excites me, and that is the community, like who I've already met,
0: right? Mm-hmm. And it's
1: it's value aligned. I've met a number of, of of people and teammates who are value aligned, and that includes the co-creative directors, Be creative Jeannie Chan and Pen. Uh, mm-hmm. Black Dave has has been just an incredible kind of a social um, social strategist for us. Mm-hmm. Um, our dev, our dev is, is, you know, an important part of the team, art snitch out in LA and gosh, um, uh, Lindsay, infinite mantra. Uh, Lindsay is just amazing. Um, mm-hmm. he's in Canada, but really met a team of, of both, uh, contributors and then advisors who played a role in helping shape, shape the direction of our team. So I think for me, that's what makes it most exciting because mm-hmm. each of these connections leads to another connection. Yeah. And as we kind of expand and, and start growing our network, um, you know, over time, th- this will become an incredible team and powerful force uh, that can make true impact. And so that's what where I think we're we're uh, we're headed. And um, you know, couldn't do it without the the teammates and 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 uh, I'd be a remiss if I didn't shout out Sheila Darcy, who's been just a, a great uh, teammate of ours, and advisor for us, uh, among others who who've helped quite a bit.
0: Yeah, well, it sounds like you have a, a great team there. And, you know, that's something I've heard time and time again, is that the, you know, the thing that excites people most about the space is the community around it, right? Um, and it, and it, it's funny, because, you know, one of the reasons I started Crypto Altruism was because um, there just wasn't enough kind of like coverage or attention given to the good that's being done in this space. And when, you know, there was so much being out there around you know the community, the crypto community is just these crypto bros that you know they're just trying to make a quick buck or, or scammers or you know shadowy super coders. But like what I'm seeing is an amazing, inclusive, welcoming, collaborative community. And you know I think that uh, and I've heard that time and time again is that you know folks like I said earlier have come from all walks of life to enter the space, all different sectors. And you know what I'm hearing from them is that they've never seen a community quite like this one, right? And it sounds like you're. Uh, building uh, your own amazing community and a great team of folks to to build a successful project to the long haul. So uh, kudos to you for doing that. So uh, big thank you again uh, for coming on the Crypto Altruism podcast, Johnny. I really appreciate learning from you and hearing from you. And uh, let's keep the conversation going again in the future.
1: Yeah, man. Look forward to it. Thanks again, Drew.
0: A huge thank you to Johnny for joining today on the Crypto Altruism podcast. It's great to see organizations like Favourite, which are helping bridge the gap between Web3 and social impact, and empowering creators to use their talents for good. They have some ambitious plans for the future, so I will certainly be keeping an eye on their roadmap in the coming years. Make sure to check out the show notes to follow along and to learn more about Favourite and Kindred Hearts. Well, that's all for now. Thanks for tuning into the Crypto Altruism Podcast. For more great content exploring the intersections of cryptocurrency, blockchain, and social impact, check us out at CryptoAltruism.org. Also, if you loved what you heard, we graciously ask that you support the show by buying us a coffee or making a small crypto donation. We run on the support of the community, so everything helps. Thanks so much for joining us today, and I hope you'll join us again for our next episode. Until then, let's keep showing the world the good of crypto. Thank you for listening to the Crypto Altruism Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can stay up to date on new episodes as they're released, and check out CryptoAltruism.org for more inspiring content.